Welcome to Midnight Monologue, a recorded conversations mini podcast. time he spent belittling and condescending people for not practicing the proper social distancing and then this motherfucker ends up with coronavirus like and then I have a question regarding Rachel Maddow remember last week when she was like Trump said he was gonna bring these Navy doctor ships over and I'm telling you folks that's just not gonna happen it's never gonna happen it next week's gonna come and there's not gonna be a ship there and he'll have lied to us or blah 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 you can go look her up This week, didn't that ship show up? So what happens there? What happens when your beloved commentators are like shown to be the biggest liars ever? Like, do you keep defending them and watching them and supporting them? Like, at what point do you go, I am so sick and tired of this shit. Here's the thing that I do with news stories. If both of the political sides aren't covering the story, That raises an eyebrow for me. Why aren't you covering this story, Fox News, like CNN is? What's going on over here, right? Then you go over to Fox News. Why are you not covering this story, CNN, MSNBC? If Fox is covering a story, CNN will counter with an oppositional story or will just like altogether pretend like that event just didn't even happen. And I don't understand why we as a collective society accept that. Why aren't we like canceling CNN and Fox News then if if we don't think that they are actually bringing us honest, fair, balanced news? What, what the fuck? It's not honest news when it's nothing but opinion. And then the opinions shift more than the stories do. And then they end up looking like fucking idiots, like fucking idiots. They all do. What I just said is the truth and the law. And then like in in like 24 hours, they're proven to have been blatantly lying to you. And then we're like, keep them on. This is good stuff. There's no virtual of like actual truth in journalism anymore. It's just like get that quickest clickbait headline out there that you can get the clicks, get the likes, get the views, rack up all of those numbers. And then like, who the fuck cares if it's actually true or not? This is America. And so anyway, the reason why I actually wanted to get up on here behind this microphone and put down a few things was I'm I'm kind of baffled and maybe you can help me work this out. But here's where I'm at. Matt Walsh, of all people. I know most people don't like Matt Walsh. I didn't like Matt Walsh for a long time. It was during my transition when I went from conservative to libertarian and then I was bordering like this liberal social justice keyboard warrior. It was during my liberal times, okay? And I've moved away from, like, I just, I've gotten to the point where I don't want to align myself with anyone politically. I just want to be able to say what I I value, what I believe in, what I support, what I find is principled, and not have to identify with any one particular group. Because, what whatever my experience alone is so unique is so narrow and is so limited as it is that you can't define 
You can't define an individual person's experience based on a political party. And I don't vote, although I'm going to be honest with you. There are times where I just want to be a spiteful voter and go vote for Trump. I'm not even joking because just as I've been watching what's been going on for, for the last four years, I can't help but think this was a path that was created and y'all are going to walk on this path with all these damn obstacles and... I want to just be a bystander, or maybe I just want to perpetuate that because I think it's some kind of really great suffering servant kind of practice. Honestly, I think a lot of people are going to be eating some big old heapings of crow because Trump was created. Trump was created from the Barack Obama administration and through that divisiveness of politics that we started really seeing because of technology advancing the way that it did. Maybe the political divide was always that abrasive and was always that bluntly like out there sticking out tripping people but I think that it only became something that we were more aware of as our technology advanced I really think that divide's always been there but it was always just amongst people who like to talk about boring ass politics and look when I grew up politics was boring as fuck to talk about so whatever but Trump was created that era that generation those eight maybe even 10 years before Trump even announced he was running he was being created. And if it wasn't going to be Trump, it was going to be somebody else. And I I feel like this is a you get what you asked for kind of scenario. Y'all voted for so much of this stuff as it was. It was just under a different marker. And the people that did vote for Trump, I will never say are these horrible people, nor will I say the people that voted for Hillary are horrible people. We all had different information. We all had different information because we come from different experiences. And none of us can fully align with 100% of what everybody says. But in some aspects, I'm over here like some of you people for aligning with the things that you have, you're getting what you deserve. Now, I'm probably not going to vote because we'll probably still be in a freaking coronavirus ban. And everyone's going to mail in votes. And I mean, you, the government's going to be bugging me for my census, right? Like I should do them because I just said something about the census now. So it's like I'm aware of them. But if it was something I had to fill out with paper that I get, I just throw that shit away because ain't nobody got time for that. Anyway, Matt Walsh, he brought up, you know, some interesting questions, right? Why are the churches so willingly closing their doors during this pandemic? Why? Why is that even a question, you might ask? I thought churches were supposed to lead the rebellion. I thought churches were supposed to be radical. I thought Jesus talked about healing the lepers, And I know you all want to throw down your Romans 13, and I'm so sick of Romans 13, I could puke it all over you people, but we're not going to go to Romans 13. I just want to talk about what Jesus said. From my understanding of the Gospels, Jesus was radical and he rebelled against the law. He didn't tell us to conform to the law. He didn't tell us to observe the law. I don't even think he asked us to respect the law. He was crucified by the law. And I know people are like, no, it's the law of sin and death, guys. And then, you know, he just came to teach us radical love. And and, and that doesn't mean obedience to the government, but it does mean respect and reverence because, you know, they're just this, they're just trying to do what's best for everybody. Ah, Bullshit. They are not trying to do what's best for everybody. And I really wish people would wake up and like realize that the government is doing what's best for the government because every system is dependent upon that system maintaining and standing. And the only way that that can happen is through force. So forevermore, I will see the government as a force. And love is not a force that is coercive and threatening and punitive. 
like our government is, like our justice system is. Justice isn't punitive in my eyes. Justice is love, mercy, and grace. That is not what the government shows us. And that is not what Jesus was about. Jesus was not about coercion and and threat of force and imprisonment. That's not the kind of justice Jesus was about. Love is going to do whatever it takes to be inclusive of everyone and to remain open. Love is open. Church is supposed to be representative of that love that we're supposed to be practicing, and they're closing their doors, pandering to the government and to the crowds because of the fear. And I'm over here asking why. And that's what Matt Walsh is asking. And not only that, but he's pointing out, you know, in some states, they're effectively going to fine or possibly even in prison pastors and, and, and other church officials who aren't closing their doors. So in one regard, I understand these are where mass gatherings take place. And in order to reduce the spread, we have to practice social distancing. And that's not an easy thing to do. And yeah, we don't want to pay for buildings and da 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 da. But I want to take this back. Churches should have been like saying no fuck you to all of the rules and regulations that were put down on them for disallowing them to house homeless people and feed hungry people. They're supposed to rebel against that even if they do lose their tax-exempt status. Like, Jesus wasn't like, you know, guys, I want you guys to go practice all this love and heal the sick and the lepers and feed the orphans and the widows unless your government is willing to strip away your tax exemption. I mean, then I under... Jesus didn't fucking say that. And so it's a very good question. Why are churches acquiescing to the law? From my understanding, Jesus taught about doing what was right no matter what. And if that means breaking a law, that means breaking a law. And there are millions upon billions of people over history who have done just that, who have become martyrs, who have sacrificed their lives, who have rebelled against the law to stand up to do what was right. I thought that's how we fought oppression. I thought that was true justice. And now the only messaging I'm seeing coming out of mainly the left, which is the most surprising, is shut down, sit down, shut up, do what you're told listen to the government. Now, I thought it was the right we called the bootlickers. And I'm over here seeing that the left is acting like some bootlickers right now. The left who has always told me that the system was unjust. The left who always told me that we have to stand up and fight even if it means breaking the law. I'm confused. I'm confused and I want answers. And I think that's what Matt Walsh is asking for. And I had posed a similar question on my Facebook page. And I'm I'm baffled. Like you guys are boggling my mind right now telling me that it's better to save people from getting sick than to keeping the doors open and being being what the rock? I mean, all of the ways the church has boasted of itself and the need for it and the necessity for it and even the collectives of people who say we are the church and we work with this building and this system and this infrastructure so that we can provide. I don't see anybody providing anything right now. I see everybody shutting their doors and running away in fear. And I think we need to start talking about this. Why are we not asking the questions? Why are we so easily cowering to the propaganda right now? It is propaganda. Look, I'm not saying this isn't a serious pandemic. I'm not saying that we should do all that we can to keep people safe. But I don't think that means laying down like some fucking doormats and doing whatever the government says and belittling and condescending and demeaning and threatening those 
who we don't see following the law. Remember, slavery was once legal. Segregation was once legal. Treating women as second-rate citizens was once legal. Refusing to care for someone because of the color of their skin was once legal. So I, I don't understand the, sh- the script that you're switching on me right now. And I'm talking to you progressives. I'm talking to you liberals. I don't understand what's going on. I want to know why you are demanding that these churches close their doors. If this is the Great Awakening, if this is the dawning of enlightenment, I want the churches to step up their game. I want the churches to show me they deserve to remain. I want to see transformation. And that means with saying, fuck my tax exemption, fuck the rules, we're doing what's right. I'm not seeing that. And I'm not understanding why the political party that most supports these ideals are not doing anything about it. And I don't understand why the right isn't doing more about it. Like, this is your church, people. This is your... This is the, this is your lane. This is pushing back against religious freedom, is it not? Or should we just let these churches continue to operate like little businesses and reaching their hands out for a stimulus fucking bailout? I mean, what are we doing here? I have questions. Do you have answers? 